right, it's Cody here. This is the uh, podcast called That I May See. So thank you for listening. Again, if, if you're listening with me today. And um, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, the title of my podcast comes from Psalm 119, where the psalmist basically prays, God, give me eyes so that I may see wonderful things in your word. And um, we, we live in a world that struggles to find the Bible interesting. And that's really the goal of my podcast is to show everyone not only is the Bible interesting, but it's wonderful. Just like, you know, you may have grown up reading the Harry Potter books, and it's, it's one of the most famous book series in history. One of the reasons is because people fell in love with the characters in the world in which those characters lived in. They, they saw that it was wonderful. And, and I, want to, I want us to, to see the Bible as even more wonderful than a, a book series like uh, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or, or, or whatever, right? These, these things people cherish. Uh, I, I want us to see that th- there is wonder in the Bible we, that, so that we can wonder over that. Um, today we're going to be in the book of Leviticus. And for those of us who struggle to find the Bible interesting, this is where we usually tap out in our Bible reading, right? There's so many people, you know, they start a Bible reading plan and they're loving it. They're loving the book of Genesis. They're thinking about creation. They're thinking about sin. They're thinking about the family of Abraham and how God is weaving uh, everything together in their lives. And then they get to Exodus and then Hebrews are enslaved for 400 years. And then God just does this amazing miracle and he just pours out his anger and his plagues and his judgment on Egypt. He, he crushes this Egyptian empire. And then even more incredibly, he leads a million Hebrews out of slavery. It's incredible. And then we come to Leviticus and and we see all these laws and these weird things God is telling people to do. And we're just like, what is going on? Right? And skeptics love the book of Leviticus. Whether you're an atheist or agnostic, they love the book of Leviticus because it's the book they always go to to show how weird God is, to show how crazy or even how angry they think God is. But what skeptics often do, at least in my experience, is they almost never talk about the heart of God in the book of Leviticus. Right? There are all these weird laws God gives, but then he gives some of these laws and it's like, man, this is so loving, this is so pastoral, this is so great. And I I just want to read you just a few of the things God says in the book of Leviticus that are are just incredible. Okay, this is Leviticus chapter 19, verse 9. It says, When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap your field right up to its edge, neither shall you gather the gleanings after your harvest. And you shall not strip your vineyard bare, neither shall you gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and for the sojourner. I am the Lord your God. How incredible is that? So, you know, if you live in the ancient world and you have a vineyard, and and in your vineyard there are grapes growing, or maybe you have a garden or or property or farm and you're growing food, God says, leave some extra for the poor, that they can come and they can get themselves, and leave some for the sojourner. Sojourner was the immigrant. The sojourner was the one who's passing through the uh, unfamiliar land who could not speak the language, who did not have family in that land, uh, who, who what one commentator calls radically vulnerable. That's what a sojourner was in the ancient world. A sojourner was an immigrant. And even just in this small passage, you see God's heart for the vulnerable, for those who don't have resources, for those who don't have family, 
for those who are in a distant land. And I think this speaks to a lot of what we've been experiencing when it comes to the way immigrants have been treated in our country just the past few years. Um, I'll read you something else as well. Now, this is in verse 33 in the same chapter. It says, When a stranger sojourns with you in your land, you shall not do, you, do him wrong. You shall love, you treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you, and you shall love him as yourself. For you are strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. One thing that's amazing about this passage is it shows us that in God's family, in God's kingdom, there are no outsiders. That even those who come from the outside, who come from a distant land, who come from a different place, who grew up different than you and I did, when they come into the family of God, it's as if they are blood. That's incredible. God even picks up on this idea when he talks about adoption in the New Testament, that that the Gentiles, those who are non-Jews, they were not descendants of Abraham's family, but God, when he saves them, it's as if they're descendants of Abraham's family. They are brought into the family. This is incredible. This is how God treats the stranger. This is unheard of in the ancient world. The stranger and the sojourn and the immigrant were the most vulnerable people. Imagine, imagine you're, you're a sojourner or an immigrant and you're in a foreign land and someone abuses you. But you can't speak the language, which means you cannot tell the authorities in that land that someone abused you. You know how vulnerable that makes that person? It, it, it makes justice almost impossible to happen. And yet God says, treat them as if they are native. It's incredible. There's another passage. This is, this is in Leviticus 20, uh, verse 10. It says, if a man commits adultery with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress shall be surely put to death. Don't get so hung up on the very last part of that verse. A lot of people, when they read this, are like, why did that have to be put to death, right? We can get to that later. I'm not dodging the question. I just don't have time to get into why God takes, how God takes all this stuff so seriously. Um, but one thing you see is that if, if, if a man and a woman commit adultery, both of them are held accountable. This was unheard of in the ancient world. Usually, it was the woman. The woman was held accountable. But God says, takes two to tango, I'm holding you both accountable. He, and what he's doing is he is showing the value and the dignity of women that, that women should not be treated more harshly, but exactly the same as men. We see this with Jesus in the New Testament when, when there's a woman caught in adultery, the Pharisees, I, I mean, the whole thing is shady, right? The Pharisees catch quote unquote, a woman in adultery. Um, and they basically grab her, she's probably naked, drag her out of her home and throw her in the middle of the temple courtyard and shame her. It's pretty messed up. They say, Jesus, you know what the law says? The law says to stone her. And what's interesting, you, you know, if you're reading that passage, or you, if you're a good reader, you ask yourself, where's the man? We have the adulteress here. Where's the adulterer? And you see that the, the Pharisees, the religious leaders, aren't practicing the law. They're not practicing God's commands. They're showing partiality. They're treating a man better than they're treating a woman. They're holding her accountable, not him. 
And this, and this just shows you, this is God's heart, that there is equality and equity in God's kingdom. This is a big deal to God. It's a very big deal to God. Um, and, and maybe you're, like I said, you're out there and you struggle to read the Bible. I just want to encourage you to find these passages if you can um, and read them and you will see the heart of God. Even in Leviticus, even amongst all the holiness laws, you will see the heart of God. Okay? Love you guys. Thank you for listening. I hope you can pick up the book of Leviticus soon and just read through it. It's not a long book. And there are a lot of things in there that are confusing. But what I want to encourage you to do is look for the heart of God. Look for the things that are wonderful to kind of grab your attention. And then you can go back and try to understand all the details and and the bigger picture. Okay? I want you to see wonderful things in God's Word. And and what I just read to you, that, that junk is wonderful. It's amazing that God would treat the sojourner as He would treat someone who's part of His own family. That, that God would treat a woman just like you treat a man. There's no favoritism in the kingdom. That God would, would command his people, they would, that they would be obligated to help the poor. That's part of doing justice. And you see that even in the book of Leviticus. This is God's heart. Okay? All right. I'll see you next time.